Welcome back to the Core EM Podcast. Core content for anyone, anywhere, and just in time. This is the official podcast of the NYU Bellevue EM Residency Program. Now, typically on the podcast, we pick a core content clinical topic to discuss, but this week we're going to switch it up a bit. We're going to talk about giving feedback. This is a critical topic and an area in which we can all improve. This podcast is based off of a talk from our Grand Round series given by George Willis, who's an assistant professor in emergency medicine down in Maryland and an absolutely brilliant educator. George started off by framing the importance of giving and receiving feedback. We have to remember the role of feedback isn't to make people feel better, but to help them do better and be better at what it is that they do. As educators, we have to think of ourselves as coaches. We are always striving to improve the performance, and this process never ends. George started off by doing some practical applications to demonstrate good and bad feedback. The first demonstration was accomplishing a task without any instructions or feedback. Basically, a couple of volunteers had to accomplish a task and would ask the group questions, but they'd get no information or input at all. The volunteers commented on how frustrating it was to operate without any kind of feedback. The point is to imagine how it would be to work in an environment where you got no feedback on your performance. Unfortunately, this happens quite often, especially in medicine. For the second demonstration, a new set of volunteers were given the same task, but this time they received positive but useless feedback from the group. This is the oft-heard end of shift, good job, great work. Again, when George asked the volunteers how they felt, they expressed frustration. They weren't able to accomplish their task, and the truth is they didn't feel any better about themselves than if they hadn't gotten that feedback at all. The point, again, is that getting positive feedback that doesn't help you improve is also useless. For the third demonstration, we did the same task, new volunteers, and this time the volunteers were given negative but useful feedback. The volunteers here not only couldn't accomplish the task, but additionally, they felt hopeless about ever having a chance to accomplish the task, in spite of the fact that the information they got was actually useful. This demonstration, again, stresses the utility of positive feedback over negative feedback. Finally, for the last demonstration, the group gave the volunteers specific, directed, useful, but emotionless feedback. Obviously, this was by far the most helpful all the volunteers were able to accomplish their task, and clearly everyone recognized that this is how feedback should be given. Once again, the point of the demonstration was to stress the fact that the way feedback has to be given is in a specific, directed manner. Now, feedback and evaluation are very different, and George makes a big point of pointing that out. When we talk about feedback, you present information that's informative, specific, and it should be neutral, meaning that there shouldn't be emotion overlaid. It helps the person receiving feedback reflect on how they performed and how to build their skills. There's little or no emotional component here. Clinically, this may sound like, you did a nice job selecting antibiotics in this patient with sepsis. Did you think about antiviral medications, though? That might be something that you can think about in the future. Or, you carefully thought about your intubation medications and the possible harms. But one thing to consider for next time is, and then go on. Again, this particular type of feedback is informative, it's directed, and it also gives the learner something to improve on. Now, when we talk about evaluations, on the other hand, this is a summative, judgmental, and it's going to probably involve some kind of emotions beyond being neutral. Again, this is the good job type feedback that isn't really very helpful, or even worse, wow, I thought you were much better than this. 
That's the negative side of that evaluative feedback. Now, if we have a good understanding of what good feedback is, why is it that we don't see it happening all the time? There are a number of issues here, but some of the big ones that I see frequently are the absence or the perceived absence of time, the authority role issues, and confidence or experience with giving good feedback. So knowing all of this, how can we do better about giving feedback? We should focus on just-in-time feedback that's face-to-face -face and private. Before you give the feedback, George suggests that we think about a couple of different questions. One, is the feedback necessary? You probably don't need to give a senior resident feedback on diagnosing a pneumonia, but that's clearly necessary with our more junior residents. On the other side of it, your senior resident who diagnoses an aortic dissection, you definitely should be giving them feedback on what they did well. Number two, is this the right time for feedback? Is the learner busy? Are they overwhelmed? Are they still stewing about something that just happened? If the learner isn't in the right mental space to get feedback, it's not going to have the effect that you want it to have. Number three, is this the right place for feedback? Are there a bunch of other people around or possibly patients? It's better to find a private space away from others. And number four, am I in the right frame of mind to deliver feedback? Check your own mental status and make sure that you're not angry, tired, rushing, or what often happens in my case, needing to use the bathroom. Now, the answer to all these questions is yes, then find a quiet place, sit down at the same level as the learner, and frame it as a discussion. Start off by being clear that you are going to be giving feedback to establish the state of mind. Be clear and specific with your feedback. Give specific examples about cases or situations and decisions. Make the feedback timely and limited. Don't give them too many things because it'll overwhelm them. Finally, make sure to give specific actions that they can do to improve and make themselves better. The bottom line is that we all want to become great doctors, and if we want to build great doctors, we have to become experts at giving feedback. The best way to do this isn't simply to read about it or listen to someone talk about it, but to actually do it and seek it out. Get feedback on every shift you work and give feedback to those you are supervising on every shift. Model your feedback after those you see who do it well. You'll make mistakes along the way, and that's okay too because this is how we improve. Though you can't simply learn by just hearing someone talk about it, I encourage you to listen to people talk about feedback, and if you ever get the chance to hear George give his feedback talk, take that opportunity. Well, that's all for the Core EM podcast this week. Come on over and check out the site at coreem.net. We've got a ton of great core content emergency medicine. Don't forget to check out our Facebook page, follow us on Google+, and on Twitter, where our handle is at core underscore EM. Thanks, and see you all next week.